Just look at this studio filled with fabulous prizes. Ooh. All waiting to be won on Score North's... Pick your prize! Behind door number one is a $10,000 gift card to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters for shows, concerts, food, and beverage. Ooh. Door number two has $10,000 in home improvements for your kitchen, bathroom, windows, and more from Minnesota Rusco and Companies. Ah. And behind door number three, LASIK eye procedure from Dr. Lovanoff at Ovo LASIK and Lens. And a fantastic vacation. No surprise zoinks. What you want, you pick. 14 prizes in all, each valued at $10,000. Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app or go to scorenorth.com keyword prize. Sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners. of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. We got, we got to go out there and, um, you know, play that complete baseball that we've been talking about. You know, the, the glimpses of things. It's, I mean, you know, you'd rather see that than some of the things that we've seen lately. But um, we, we need to, to put it together. And uh, Joe, Joe Ryan's back home right now. Um, got back early and... Uh, Hopefully he's, uh, you know, rested and doing his meditation or whatever it is he's doing right now and he's ready to go tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> tomorrow. I can't with this guy. I can't with this guy. Did you have fun last so, night? Like, did you not give an F and just have fun? I had fun watching that game. Like, I just decided I'm just going to have a lot of fun. So like I, played, I feel like I feel like the Astros on the road aren't the team that you want to. You don't want to have the come to Jesus. Let's just have fun. Like I would wait till that series is over and then reset with the fun meter. I had, That's what I would have done. I I had uh, basically a carnival going on in my house. Circus clowns performing. I just had fun. Oh, it's a three-run homer. Oh, look at the magical baseball. Yeah, I just had fun last night. Amazing. Um, let's get into some feedback here on this Friday on Mackie and Judd. A little feedback Friday where we take all your comments, questions, concerns, critiques, whatever it is that you want to send us to the Score North app, the YouTube comment section. Our Twitter at replies are always open. I think we're almost to 10,000 TikTok followers on the Score North oh, account, too, knocking on the door. It'd be more if I hadn't gotten sick. Me, too. I'd be at practice. I missed the I scrimmage. Know. I missed the scrimmage yesterday. Mm. I, I yeah. damn near got in my car and went, but I just could, I <laughs> thought this is really trail of blood. I yeah. thought this would really be dumb. Don will be mad, but darn it, I almost went. Is this? I mean, you're in the studio here. Is this the first time you've left your house since returning home from the hospital? No, I went to um, I went to the gas station to get a paper two days ago, and then I I made a run to Cub to get some Gatorade yesterday. But this is the farthest I've I've been, and I will say this. This is where not taking the oxy comes in. Because if I take in the oxy, I don't think I'm you're driving. Count. You're, te- you're texting me to go get you some Gatorade. Yeah, I'm not driving. So this is where... We, it- don't, we, don't, we don't want that headline on Bring Me the News. Yeah. Yep. Scorn Earth host pulled over with uh, yeah. high levels uh, of oxy. I'm, you know, I'm system. just going to stop. I, uh, something came to mind. I'm just going to stop right there. Wouldn't be the first time that headline I'm has popped up. Going to, oh, yeah. I have an affinity right, for Zach's- certain people. I'm going to drop this. Zach spies via the score North app says just a quick look. He actually sent this before last night's game. I'm going to trust this math. We are one in 10 versus division leaders, not including Cleveland with one win being against the Yankees. 
We are six and seventeen when you include the Guardians. So now six and eighteen against division leaders. Cool. I'm gonna trust that math. That is that is not good. The Twins are also now ten games below five hundred since May twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. And four, but because the division's terrible, mm-hmm. and the Guardians and the White Sox both lost last night, you're still somehow only four games back in the Central despite this freefall. Uh, Mr. Rocky via YouTube says. <laughs> Oh, I'll bet Jim Polad has trouble sleeping at night knowing he doesn't have Mackey's approval of his ownership of the Twins. Why are you defending him? I get if you hate me, Mr. Rocky, that is totally fine. If you just if you can't stand my face on right. your smart TV, the algorithm puts TCL. my face on your YouTube <laughs> feed. Hi, it's me, huh? just delivering takes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But why are you defending Jim? Why would anyone defend Jim Polad? Can anyone answer that? Um, you know what's interesting? He's a billionaire, absentee, incompetent owner of a baseball franchise. What's it? Lack of curiosity for 20 years. What I love about that, though, is this. And this is where people hate Twitter now for the most part. But this is where I love it. I love the fact that Twitter basically outs people for their beliefs in, like, sports teams, right? Like, th- this is why, again, I love sports, because ultimately it doesn't matter. We're all going to die, you know? It's not politics. It's not religion. It's not life and death. But this is where I love it, because what I love is the the a slump like this and basically a crumbling like this causes warring Twitter factions, and you find out just how many boring. people can't stand things that don't make sense. For instance, for instance... There is definitely a faction on Twitter that is very upset at the upset fans who, in my opinion, should be upset. Like, oh, yes. like they're blocking. Very, like meta. We, like, very meta. Like we have people blocking fans that are upset because the team is crumbling, which, by the way, I'm with those fans. I'd be frustrated, too. I am frustrated. So like yeah. this is so when, when you ask the question, why would people defend Jim Polad, which, you know, on the surface, I'm like, I don't know, Phil, makes no sense Um, because it takes all kinds and I don't understand it. But my God, this is why Twitter to me is so valuable because it serves as just a small sprinkling of the sample of how different people approach failures of things they like. Well, there's just there's there's so many things to debate and discuss and you could sit here and I'll I'll have a debate all day and, and we'll probably concede if, if Mr. Rocky had come in and said, hey, pump the brakes a little bit here, okay? Look at this long list of injuries. I mean, By- Byron Buxton's been yeah. barely hanging by a thread all season. And Alex Kirloff's wrist blew up again. And Trevor Larnick over here. And, like, there's all these. Jorge Polanco can barely walk. Jorge Polanco yeah. scooped a ground ball up the middle last night. Great play diving to his left. Took him a half hour to get to his feet. Yep. That dude is not right. And he hit a bomb last night. But. So I will sit here and listen to, yeah, the injuries are. It's just kind of, maybe maybe the Twins had a little bit worse injury luck than the average baseball team has this year, and maybe for that reason, I should not be as hard on them. But if you're coming in here saying, you know, listen, quit, quit being hard on Jim Polad, who has who has like does any here here's the thing about Polad, okay? Does anyone know anything about him? Judd, you've been you've been you've been watching sports no. in this town. No hell no. You you I mean the 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 Polad family has owned this team since the mid 1980s, right? 84. They bought it, yeah. 84. 
So for for forty years almost, yep. the Polad family is on this team. Carl was the was the banker, and yeah, we knew a and, l- uh, we knew more about Carl for sure than 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 Jim. I yeah. feel like, but like, but have you ever seen? And I'm not asking for him to be Mark Cuban to be someone that he's not. But like, he he almost has an aversion to putting any sort of fingerprint or stamp on anything. I mean, the fact that he came out last year after a disappointing last place finish and told Charlie Walters, A plus grade, I give an A plus to the front office. Like, are you that scared of your own shadow that you won't even, you won't even offer a whiff of public criticism for a failed season guy? Again, he's just, he's a weird mystery man. And he, and I will say he over, he presides, even if he wants to distance himself, because you know, I'm not really a baseball ops guy. I hire people to do that. He likes to distance himself from the thing that he owns. 0-18, two-decade stretch in playoff baseball. The worst team stretch in playoff history, North American team sports. I applaud being hands-off to a certain point. In fact, I want my, I want my person man or woman who owns a team to not be constantly putting their thumb on those that they employ. I think that is bad business. That being said, this all comes back to what we talked about and what I said on Thursday's show, which is, unfortunately, Jim Poled goes into the building when it's fully engulfed in flames. He doesn't ever go in. Like, right now is a very good time to be asking questions. And the problem is, you know he's not. And right now is a very good time to be looking at, okay, it's been some time here with with Derek and with Thad and now Rocco. But we've had we've had time to observe, and we've had some success. But right now, it feels like it's going backwards, and there aren't answers to questions. And, and I would... The problem with the three losses to the Astros is this. It's no revelation to say they just kick your ass. Like, they are a superior team. Now, that is disturbing, in my opinion, in itself. But it's different than this. My problem with with the season is, is you just before that lost three or four to Texas at home. Inexcusable. Like, being swept by the Astros is disturbing, but I don't think I can c- come here and say, inexcusable. Houston has has developed a superior baseball team. Again, I'd like to know why. But well, why is it that Why is it right. that superior I, after I six agree. years is a, but, is a question to ask. But in 2022, in the here and now, for Texas to come to Target Field and beat you three or four is inexcusable. I believe yep. they went to Detroit and lost four or five at one point. I'm sorry. Like, slumps happen, I get that, but there are enough hiccups in this season to me to raise real red flags that at least, if nothing else, I want questions answered. And and let, let me say one more thing on the poll ad front here. I don't think it's going to be helpful if he becomes more hands-on, because I don't think he knows what he's doing. The problem is, you've been, since since Carl passed away, Jim has been the primary owner of this team for f- 15 years? Something like that, right? The fact that it's been a decade and a half yeah. of him and then 30 years of his family, mm-hmm. and he barely knows enough to be hands-on in the first place is problematic to me. And and to, and to your point, it's I don't know what all the answers are because I'm not sitting there. I'm certainly not qualified to pull back the curtain and diagnose, all right, this, this, these people need to go and this needs to happen here, but... One of my big 30,000-foot questions would be, guys, it's been six years. Teams go through injuries. Totally get that. Um, why is there 
not a better product on the field in 2021 and 22? Why are the Astros and a couple of these other teams so much further along organizationally than you guys are in year six or whatever it is right now? And if and if there's and if I get five logical answers that make sense, smart answers that come back, okay, yep. cool, awesome. That make totally makes sense. I don't know that those questions are being asked. I have, anyways. I have <laughs> seventy-seven replies to my tweet when I put out uh, yesterday morning. What should I put in my reason for opting out of my season tickets? And and oh. I will say ninety-five percent of them are. Are you, have you watched the games? You know, uh, put Rocco, you know, just basically all self-deprecating things to say that the 2022 Twins stink. But there are a few that will say, oh, hold out. Wait for Royce Lewis to come back next year. Wait for Kirloff to come back next year. They deserve another chance. Don't give up on your fandom yet. Number one, like, I have a financial <laughs> commitment here, and I have a pretty substantial one. So if they're not going to come through for me, why would I come back to them? So it... it I don't, from the ownership side, it's frustrating. Like, you know, they've obviously also wanted Joe Polad to be involved, and he is involved with the Twins. Um, I just, I don't, I don't get the ownership at all. I, I think they, they kind of shoot themselves in the foot a lot with, with how they're perceived and with how the fans look at them. It is a very frustrating time to be a Twins fan. I think I got it. It hit me a second ago what the response should be. Your one sentence, okay? I got your one sentence for you. Okay. If you really want to know, call me and put your cell phone and then come up with a manifesto of everything that bothers you. So your ticket rep has to at least listen to your your tirade. So you're at least talking to an employee. I feel like it's too simple for them to just get Rocco or the poll ads because they're going to crumble it up and be like, oh, this is unfortunate. Declan Goff's off the table. But if you say, call me, I will tell you, I will explain to you exactly what's wrong here. I feel like you can at least tie the person's time up and and have some fun yourself. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know what that ticket rep's going to do with that information, but I agree. Who you, cares? You might, as well, you might as well give them the feedback and see what happens. Exactly. Um, all right, uh, feedback Friday here. We're gonna we're gonna get to some Declan apartment drama in in a moment here. Uh, but this is from Ben Reimler via the Scorn Earth app. Just finished today's episode about Correa and the Twins, and Judd's point about the many red flags raised a question I thought would be interesting to tackle. Are media, and by extension fans, more inclined to overlook and explain away front office decisions if those leaders have charisma and have built relationships in the media? In other words, if they seem like they know what they're doing, does that lead to less external pressure? Or I'll even add, if they're just nice guys, which, by the way, Derek Falvey and Thad Levine are two all-time nice guys. I'm not even saying they're incompetent, but I think what what's happening on the field in the postseason has been an underachievement across the board for six years. Uh, and then in the regular season, it's now trickled down the last two years. Compare the current Twins brain trust, Ben says, to the Spielman-Zimmer administration. Spielman was pretty low-key, and Mike was obviously not a fan of the media, Falvey and Levine, meanwhile, seem to have a good rapport with the Twins writers and media, etc. Does that help explain the lack of curiosity about the Twins' uneven and inconsistent play? Go ahead. You covered the beat. Um, Well, like from a macro perspective, the answer is absolutely. If you are, it is is a wise move if you're an owner of a franchise. Like Jim Pola doesn't even play this game because he just like hides from microphones and cameras and stuff because he's he's very introverted and doesn't want to doesn't want to do this. Um, but if but if you are 
if you're an owner or a general manager or president of ops and you are media friendly and you're a guy that, you know, will off the record, go get a beer at training camp or spring training with someone. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like from a human standpoint, you, you probably subconsciously or otherwise give a little bit more grace to a person that you like on a human level. If if someone is a if someone's a clown like Daniel Snyder is a clown and the organization is a train wreck. Yeah, he's a bad and so guy. it's a lot easier to take the gloves off and rip Dan Snyder as an owner in Washington or, right. you know, a general manager or something. I mean, think about um, who's the who's the hockey coach. Uh, uh, gosh, why am I blanking on this? More context. COVID brain. Oh, my gosh. Uh, see it okay. starting? Yeah, tor- I told you. Tortorella. Tortorella. Oh, torts. Yeah. yeah. Jack, torts, right? Jackass. Yeah, like he's if if things start to go south on one of his teams over the years, oh, he's a jackass, right? right. You, you, the gloves come off, right? So yeah, I think I think subconsciously or otherwise, it probably is a little bit harder if you if you get along well with the subjects that you cover. It can be, yeah. Boy, this is a this is a great question, and it's it's basically a journalism show in some ways. Like like this is an hour long discussion, but. <laughs> I'll sum this up quickly by saying this. First of all, um, I'm going to borrow a line from one of my favorite films of all time, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Which is this. Just watched that three nights ago. I love that film. I will always love that film. Um, I believe the line when Swayze is talking to uh, the bouncers who he is now employing is, it's time to be nice until it's not time to be nice. Mm -hmm. And that's this business, which is... (laughs) (laughs) which is there has to come a point and we're there now, in my opinion, we're there. There has to come a point where your relationship cannot skew what you're covering. Um, The Minnesota twins to that right now, what we are seeing coupled with what we saw last year is worth a very deep dive on what's going wrong. Like if I was on the beat, I would be trying to on background work on a story about what has gone wrong here. Is it Rocco? Is it Falvey? Levine, combination of all of them, what's Poled doing, uh, players. Like this is I this is the story that Chip and I did in, in the midst of the 2010 post Moss release meltdown when when we basically and I had been friendly with Brad. Now I never now the thing that I would encourage people to keep in mind is these people are not your friends, okay? So like it's not they're not coming over for dinner. They're not spending Christmas with you. But you can be friendly, as Phil knows. And But at some point in time, what the issues with the franchise outweigh the relationship. It's that simple. If you are on a beat. If you are on a beat. And, and I'm going to give you a guy who can be a lightning rod in this town who I think does a magnificent job in that regard. Mike Russo. Mike Russo does a fantastic job. Because you know what? Everybody with Mike knows exactly what the stakes are, which is he will cover you. He will he will certainly develop relationships. But as far as I can tell, it's professional. And I guarantee you, if the Minnesota Wild heads to the cellar of the National Hockey League next season, Michael Russo will be as critical of the Wild and Bill Guerin, who we all like, as anybody. That takes guts, but that's what it takes. Yeah, it's uh, it's it can be it can be hard. It can oh, it, it can be hard. I think in in, in yes. the industry where you you really like someone as a human, Leslie Frazier is the ultimate example of this. Where like yes. everyone covering the Vikings 
fans who watch the Vikings yep. love that guy. He's just an all-time great human being. Wasn't a great head coach. Probably had an eroding roster. It wasn't maybe the, the fairest setup for him, but I think he's a lot more ready. I, th- I think he deserves a second chance, and I think he would have a lot better chance now, you know, 10 years later. But um, anyhow, uh, Gabe Carlson via YouTube says, Boss, there's way too much Twins content on this feed for a pathetic <laughs> team. And you're probably right. You know, we put a six-month kibosh on Twins discussion about a year ago at this time. Yep. Because if they weren't going to be relevant, then we weren't going to. And the audience interest wasn't really there. Uh, I think the relevance ramped up when they brought in Carlos Correa. And, hey, they could still make a run here. So we're not going to completely write them off from our content schedule. But it's getting pretty close. It's getting pretty close at this point. I think their disintegration, though, is it has people curious, at least. Yeah, for now. Like, yeah, if, for if they had been in last the next place month or two. all year, nobody gives a damn. I agree with that. But when you fall um, apart, pe- people are are at least going to say, what happened to you? You know what there's not enough content on this feed about is Nutrisource, okay? Mm-hmm. The official dog food of Mackie and Judd. So Third-generation, family-owned and operated company out of Perm, Minnesota. And Nutrisource is all about digestion and gut health, which uh, if you look at if look at the so that that big smile you see there is Ryder. That is yep. Stella's friend Ryder, who yep. might be more excited than Stella is Ryder. about Nutrisource. Loves the food. <laughs> he loves the food. And I will say say this, Phil, at least for for these two in particular, that those treats are an enormous hit. Not sure about you. I'm guessing I know the answer to the question, but uh, but the treats are an enormous hit. When that bag shakes, guess who comes tail wagging? Stella the dog. Mm. You know, uh, I ran out of food in my COVID cave a couple nights ago, and I had one thing in the COVID cave. It was a bag of Nutrisource treats. I almost started eating them myself. Wow. Based on how happy Maya they is do when smell, she gets they them. They do smell good. They do. Uh, it <laughs> smells like beef jerky. Um, so, yeah, you can find Nutrisource oh, look at, my uh, at many different retailers, oh. NutrisourcePetFoods.com, to find a retailer near your NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Look there at those ears. Who's a good girl? Maya's ears are very cho- impressive. The, the Chihuahua ears, man. That's awesome. Chihuahua Terrier mix. Love dogs. Uh, let's get back to Feedback Friday here. Brandon Bean via the Score North app. I side with Declan's neighbor. Any recurring, oh. loud, obnoxious sound. I'm going to set this up real quick. Uh, okay. So Declan tweeted out a screenshot mm-hmm. of a letter that an anonymous apartment neighbor taped to the door of his apartment, complaining that young Vinny the dog had been barking endlessly for seven hours. It was a very classic, passive-aggressive Oh my Minnesota God. letter. It was peak Minnesota. Put it in the Smithsonian or the Minnesota History Center of, of peak Minnesota aggressiveness. But the core of the complaint through all of the passive aggressiveness was hey, your dog is barking when you're not home. Mm-hmm. It's annoying mm-hmm. for us living nearby you. Uh, Brandon Bean says any recurring loud, obnoxious sounds in an apartment building are a sign of selfishness over being considerate to those around you. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, it's not really different from the guy who took the middle seat on Mackie's plane thinking only of himself. If you want to have a loud dog, move somewhere else, man. Okay, let's set this up. So <laughs> I've been living in my apartment since June with my girlfriend and dog. Moved in together, made the big big decision, moved in. Vinny came with, obviously. Vinny is, uh, just had his eighth month birthday. 
He was born on Christmas Eve Happy of 2021, so he's eight months old. Now oh. mostly full size. Um, he's about 25, 26 pounds. Very stocky, a very stocky boy. Um, so we have noticed after we moved in, shortly after we moved in, that when he is alone in his crate, he barks. Like I, and I, I even bought one of those um, little cameras, little like doggy cameras. I bought it off Amazon so I can, I can watch him through the app if we're alone. So uh, the first couple weeks, we noticed if we were both gone from the apartment that he would bark. And we got uh, one, you know, phone call from like our building manager. Like, hey, we, you know, we've heard some complaints that Vinny's been barking. And we're like, oh, like, we're sorry about that. We are doing the best we can. We have been doing, you know, crate training. We take him to doggy daycare. We're doing all the steps to try to figure also as new dog owners ourselves to try to figure out, hey, how can we stop this barking? So we're taking all the steps necessary to try to make him stop. So the last complaint we've got officially, by the way, officially from our own building management was June 27th. That was the last official complaint. And it was just more of, hey, like just you're sort of aware people are complaining about the dog. Um, Was there more than one actual like managerial complaint or was that the only one? Two. There's been two. So you so you've had two managerial office complaints and a note taped to your door. Here's the second. Here's the problem though with the second complaint from the managerial's part. The times that the manager came to us, Vinny wasn't at home and he was at doggy daycare. So this is a building that has eight floors and a crap ton of dogs. Like it is what it is the most dog friendly oh. building I have ever seen in my life. And there's also little kids. There's babies. There's a little French girl that lives down the hall from us that screams bloody murder when it's time to go to bed. I would hate this apartment. You probably she would. scream Jen. in English or French? French. She says bonjour Vinny to all the time when she walks by. It's one of the cutest oh, things of all time. Nice. That is great. Um, so this incident, let's now get into this incident. So there's been times where, yes, we've been cat complaints, but also there's been times where, hey, like, do you want the receipts of when Vinny was at doggy daycare? Because like, this is the times you're talking Wait, about. Are you, are you accusing people of misconstruing Vinny with a different dog? I am part of, part of that is, is the case. Yes. Because also the neighbors to my left and right, they're new neighbors and both of them have dogs. And they even have said to us, hey, if we're ever too loud, one of them has a kid, one of them doesn't. If we're ever too loud, please let us know. Like, you know, we have, we're have we chaos over here. And it was just like a nice gesture, normal, kind, friendly neighbor. So I know it's not left or right. And the apartment across from us is also vacant. So the people that are hearing this dog bark is probably below us or above us. Okay, let's get into this note now, though. All right. So this note where it says he's been barking for seven hours. So this was taped on our door on Monday. On Monday, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., both Kelsey and I were gone from the apartment. So Vinny was barking for probably about an hour and a half, two hours. That's a that's a it's aggressive. That is a that is annoying. It is. It is. And I listen. I love the Vinster, but whether it's seven hours or two hours, that would drive me nuts if I lived next door. That that dog's barking for two hours. But that would drive me nuts. Right. But they're also like if you walk by hallways in our apartment, dogs are barking. They're, they're, it's it's an urban apartment in the middle of the just, in just the middle of downtown all throughout the hallway yes, like a they're, chorus they're, of it dogs is, it is. They're, seriously it happens and so just he was singing songs to each he, other yes basically he was barking for two hours during that time okay and then we had to go to my sister's for my nephew's birthday and he barked from like six to seven thirty probably that's when we were gone we were gone for an hour and a half. That's a lot of barking. That's it a, is. That's not great. Timing, that's a man. lot. Of, that's a lot of barking. Okay, but he, hey, I went to St. Cloud State and also a prog right of St. Paul Central. Eleven to one, six to seven thirty. That's three and a half hours. Yep. And that is that is a nuisance. 
My math tells me that is not seven hours, you moron. That is not well, seven hours of barking. But you're but you're debating semantics. Let's take semantics. away the seven hours. Okay. If, if okay. they had if they, so they if they had it. if they had said three hours, yeah, on the note, sure. how would you feel about the note? I would feel that okay, he he is accurate on the times that we're gone. Because also the building management has been wrong on the times that we've been gone. So that ha- that is incompetence and also misinformation on both parts. And then well, si- but. Hold on, hold on. But at the end of the day, this and it sucks because, like, as dog owners, and we all are dog owners, if the dog is barking when you're gone and driving neighbors crazy, like whether it's three hours or seven hours, like ultimately, the dog is barking when you're gone, right. and it's on you, the dog owner, to get the dog to not bark anymore. Right. right? And we're ta- and I just told you we're taking all the steps necessary to try to make him stop barking. So like, it's not like we're ignoring this. And by the way. We still have lives. We're going out to try to live our own life, but we're doing everything we can to also be at home. There's times I broadcast from home because I don't want to leave the dog alone so he doesn't bark. So we're taking those steps. And the issue I have with the note is so when we came home from my sister's house, we were home for, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours. I went out to take Vinny before to go to bed, and there's a note taped to the door, which means that that note was taped to our door while we were home between the hour and a half that I was home and then I took Vinny out for the last time. I would rather you knock on my door and let's have a conversation over what's happening here over the most passive-aggressive BS way to go about this. That, that is my core of this issue. That, that, and, and there's dogs all over the place. There's kids all over the place. We're living in an eight-story apartment in the middle of downtown <laughs> Minneapolis in an urban area. So we're doing all the Can steps you take necessary. The dog, like when when you go to not like you're you know a, a party at your sister's. This you instance, no, I could not take the dog. To that, my that's what I think. That's what we did when we had issues with our first dog. Like places, we we would just try yeah, and, and we take do it. and and by like he is at, at night especially he is at his her parents' house for the last two days because we both have had meetings and other stuff, external stuff, where we're going to be away from the apartment for a good amount of time. Yeah, that's a good idea. So we, we take all the steps yeah, necessary to try to make sure that this dog is not barking. So to say, you know, like, I get, we're, we're going to be completely selfish over this thing is absolutely asinine. And you're in an apartment. You're in an urban apartment where all this stuff is happening, guy. So, like, how are you pinpointing it's us? And then also, how are you pinpointing <laughs> the misinformation on this part? It, I feel it's, the com- it's a whole thing. I feel the complaint is fair, but leave your name on the note at the very least. I, that's what I want. I want to yeah. just have a – and I, I would have been I, fine. You don't, know, I mean, you don't know who you're dealing with. Maybe it, Declan's some sort of you know a, you know, psycho with brass knuckles. You're going to open the door. In a hotel, gonna... I agree. Like, like I, I, would, I would lodge anonymous complaints there. But I feel like if you're <laughs> in an apartment and, like – you live there, and the person lives in 308 or something, and it's not going to change for uh, some time. I feel like you should at least converse about it and yes. and be like, you know, your dog was barking a lot. I, I'm just curious if you could do something about it, you know. Um, you know, I so can't. Uh, I'll side with I, you on I, that part of it. I can't talk too much about the anonymous note because one time uh, a year out of college, my roommate and I, you guys know those those St. Anthony Village apartments oh, yeah. over by, by the old uh, Brasa yeah. Kind of uh, a few blocks from the river, St. Anthony Main area. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we lived this would be last we lived on the first floor of that building and one of those buildings. And we had some neighbors upstairs for about the first two months. I don't know, it wasn't every night, but it was like, you know, probably four nights a week. Right around nine or nine thirty at night, you'd start to hear eater, 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 eater. And, 
from, and some noise too from above us, and some some noise from the participants. Some, some, yes, some, uh, some vocal, some vocalization. When we lived in an Eden Prairie apartment, I had the same problem. Oh God, the dude! I could always hear the dude. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, shut up! It's <laughs> and so my roommate at the time, he uh, and he's always been a great artist. And so he wrote, we're like, how do we, man, at first it was kind of funny, but it's like, dude, they're like waking us up, man. We got to, we got to sleep. We got important stuff. So should we, should we knock on their door? What should we do? And he said, I got an idea. So he drew a scene. He took a piece of paper and he drew like a four quad box scene of us sleeping in our apartment and then them doing what they're doing in theirs and how it makes it hard for us to sleep. And he kind of illustrated this out in a sketch with pencils and stuff. That's and funny. He, and he taped it to their door. Well, yeah, but that's young and that that's young and, and it, funny. But it stopped. It stopped after we taped it to the door. She was probably mortified. For, yeah. It the girl was probably like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. We're making that much month, noise. And then a month right, later, they must have. So, Dex, I would say to, to, to help here, because it sounds like your problem is you're also in a building with a lot of noise. The next time you get a complaint, I would also say. How many other complaints has that person lodged? Because it's not because because here here's what I fear: you are the victim of of people who don't have kids and dogs who randomly are calling on every apartment that they know that does. Yeah, is it a serial complainer? Yeah, or it or is but I'm it a, saying is it a... I would pick on your dog, and then let's say I know two doors down from you, there's a dog, right? So right. so like I mean, you you might be get, getting a follow up call from your from your people that. That person got five, you know, lodged five complaints. Right. That's what I'd be curious. I'd say, how many yeah. complaints are coming? Because if that's the case, then then you can't identify the dog. I think there's it's a pie chart here. There's a, and by the way, I get uh, I get Instagram ads for these like little uh, like doggy. I don't even know what you'd call them, but you give them these little anxiety chew pills, and they just kind of sit there blazed all day. Well, we, so yeah, we, we, we give them we give them the uh, <laughs> the melatonin ones. But oh, now man. he he is trained so well that he knows if we're giving those that he, we're going away. So now he doesn't need them because he knows that we're going away. So he's getting smarter about the whole process. Yeah, that's um, a good dog. So we, we're tra- and I can't give him like the CBD stuff because he's still a puppy. He's still eight months old, and they don't advise doing that when he's still young. So trust me, we're doing everything possible to try to make him stop. It's not like we're being completely negligent on our part. No, no, but I think I think there's a pie chart here of there's probably a serial complainer in your building that is passive aggressive and loves to write notes. It's probably not the first time they've done it. And then there's just the other part of the pie chart, which is, yeah, like it, you get you're responsible for your dog barking for yeah, three hours when you're gone, and you li- and you live in a shared space, and it sucks. <laughs> Anyhow, if anyone has any advice for Declan or just wants to light him up one way or the other, uh, the YouTube comment section the and Vinster, the feedback. Though, man, tab, I love the Vinster. He's a good boy. Yeah, Poor he is. Vinny. He's Why a can't good boy. you just explain to Plus dogs, like, hey, it's going to be okay. Vinny, you can just, here's the remote, Vinny. Well, you can turn on whatever you want. Just chill out. Here's dude. a problem, too, that, that I've I've seen, and this is the issue when people without dogs or kids move into buildings with a, a lot of, of both. Um, if Vinny is in his crate, like it's daytime, right? And you guys are gone. And let's say he's going to take a nap, okay? One dog down the hallway starts barking. They all go. Chain reaction. Chain, right. Exactly right. And then it's all hell breaks loose. And here's my advice. <laughs> if you live in 405 and you're my age and just a scowling bad mood dude, yep. move. You, you yes. got to get out. Yeah. You got to get out. And, and I'm going to say this right now, too. God bless him. 
But kids in apartments who start crying, that ain't no great shakes. But not everyone can can afford a house. Not everyone. I mean, no, sometimes no, I'm people saying, live in apartments because they that's where they have I to agree. Live. But what I'm saying is there are a lot. But if you are like a single couple, like if you are Dawn and I, and, and let's say we didn't have a dog, okay? And we moved into a building that we knew was filled with dogs and kids. That's an us problem. Yes. Then we should be in an apartment that yes. that isn't fi- like like there are a lot of buildings that don't allow pets. Okay, now they're but gone. There's, but there's but there's no such thing as a building that doesn't allow kids. I know, but you Unless don't you have to. And older but you community. can a- but you can ask. You can I know ask as with your the kids. amount of you setup. cannot ask that question. Can I get back channel. They 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 cannot tell you. Here's the demographics of people who live here and here. I mean, they well, can I'm not going to ask like for uh, for complete. I'm just going to take an assessment of is is this? Are there lots of kids? here? I know for a fact with the way this letter is oh, written, the yeah. amount of semicolons. This person's average age is 45 to 55, and the semicolon is a dying thing. So I, which is what is sad. wrong with 45 to 55 year olds? I'm just saying that if it's an older person who's living in an apartment that is between <laughs> 20 and 30 year old this. people, get get you're kind of setting yourself up for failure, dude. I'm talking to myself here. Get out. Yeah, if you don't like it. If you move into a pet building and you're like, too much noise, you're an idiot. I agree with you. Amazing. I'm not saying, now, now, I do think that Dukes A little personal responsibility here goes a long way. Had the best advice, which is as soon as as Dex can with the gal. You you could buy a house, too, though. That's That's what people are saying to you. Buy a house, right. We're going to do that. But I think he'd like to. probably going to do that. But you can't move into a building with 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 with, uh, with pets and be like, "How is there so much pet noise?" Yes, you're an idiot. Then yes, <laughs> like Amazing. like there's just like this is life, man. There's blame to Thank go you. around. There's so much blame to go around. We all want to like choose our sides. Job. We all want to choose our. This is my side, and you know what? This is why I I love sports because we can choose sides in sports. In real life, got to work down the margins, man. Right down the middle. There's some some life advice there for for all of you from Judd, uh, and that is Feedback Friday here on Mackie and Judd.